Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And now six great flavors of slushies, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for the weekend now. And we're at the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. And all of the Marlins and Mets have come out of their dugouts. Michael Walker takes off his hat and all the Mets on the field are removing their hats as well. And now after a moment of silence that lasted 42 seconds, the day before we celebrate Jackie Robinson Day, the Mets are exiting the field after both teams exchanged a wave of caps to one another. So it would appear as though after a poignant moment that the Mets and Marlins will not be playing baseball tonight. And a Black Lives Matter shirt left on top of home plate. And that's Gary Cohen on SNY last night. As the Mets and Marlins did not play, I can guarantee you on Jackie Robinson Day, everybody is playing today. Um, Several Major League Baseball games were not played yesterday. No NHL Stanley Cup playoff games. There will be no Stanley Cup playoff games tonight. The Stanley Cup resumes tomorrow, and the NBA playoffs will resume tomorrow. And with that now, we bring in the King. Maybe we don't have the king. Yeah, we're still working on him. I don't. I don't think oh, he no. got my text that we were doing this now. Oh, okay. Because uh, I, by the way, I have a red dot on my screen, so I have no, no information. Just so you know, that's why I didn't know if he was there or not. All right. Uh, the when it comes to the possibility of as an option being thrown out there to play thanks starting Thanksgiving weekend. So what are the pluses of doing that? Number one, you would create a campus bubble to practice in. Also, let's let's get to what is a key point in all of this. And that would be the new Abbott test that is supposed to be rolled out that is a saliva test with results in five minutes. You can literally take a test, go down, get some breakfast, come back, and guess what? You'll know what the deal is. That is... Yeah, and the other part is being $5. It then becomes incredibly less expensive for 
athletic departments to test. Very inexpensive. You could you know, be doing three tests a week. Well, three tests a week comes out to fifteen dollars each. That would be for sports a game changer in the ability to be able to test as late as possible and get a result as late as possible. That's one. Next up, at least on this campus, I can tell you that on this campus, starting Friday, November 20th, there will not be any students on the campus. And that's important because now you have student-athletes on campus essentially in their own bubble. All classes will be on Zoom the rest of the semester once the students transition out of fall break, and that transition day is November 30th. Thus, you would be in pretty close to the same situation you were in during the course of the summer, where the student-athletes are here, looked after by the medical and athletic training staff, and then at that point, uh, you've, you've created a bubble. I'll go back to the travel part. What is interesting about this job? And I was asked. I was asked. A, I was asked a few years ago. What surprised me about this job? Talking about being the play-by-play announcer for the team, being around the team all the time. And he said, "You know what really surprised me is how little people actually do know." I said, "I really, you know, you hear a lot of people talk. I mean, you, you assume people knew a lot, and." That's something that's always surprised me, is that yeah, people know certain things, but they don't know everything about it. So let's get to the travel part. Travel is partially what you think, but not quite what you think. As I pointed out, the ability to travel, whether it be to Indianapolis, Minneapolis, Detroit, St. Louis, Syracuse, uh, Milwaukee, uh, UNI, Northern Iowa. You're pretty confined in travel. You're on a bus, but you're on a bus with people you've been practicing with all week. You are on a plane. I mean, you go through security and you don't go the, through the terminal. Hey, you usually go through a hangar. You then get out to the plane. You fly to whatever the location happens to be. You get off the plane, get on a bus, you go to the hotel. Nobody leaves the hotel. The players are in the hotel with the coaching staff and the staff as a business trip the entire time. Now, under normal circumstances, players will come down to the lobby and they'll get some time to visit with their family, friends, or whatever. Well, in this case, that's not going to happen because there would, there would probably not be any uh, anybody in the stands. So it then becomes a worthless trip for parents to make to see their child play as as badly as they want to see them play. So you would be in the hotel. Uh, Guests are limited in hotels anyway. 
right now. There's not not a unfortunately it's not a long guest list in a hotel, and then you get in the bus, you go to the stadium, you play the game, get back in the bus, go back to the airport, go through the hangar, through the uh, security, bang, get on the plane, fly back. It's really uh, very confined with essentially the only outside contact that the that the student athletes would have would be actually with the opposing team. That would be it. That would be the only outside contact they have because they wouldn't have contact with the hotel staff. All the keys are laid out for them, set to go. They would have how they want to do meals. I mean, it could already be laid out for them to begin with. Again, same story. They would not have contact with the hotel staff. So the contact outside of playing with the opposing team is limited really to you. And then when you're playing the opposing team, that's when the outside contact comes in. Other than that, you'd have contact with the flight attendants. The bus drivers would be on the bus, obviously, but that essentially is it. Uh, Yeah, TSA. But, you know, again, the TSAs have all been tested. So your contact with outside individuals is very limited when you travel. And based on the plans they're discussing, this would involve a minimum of eight trips, maybe even a ninth. And the question will be, once you get to a certain time of the year, is there a vaccine ready that gives everybody more comfort in doing all this. A lot of it's been fast-tracked because a lot of red tapes have been moved out of the way to do it. So those are all elements to look at when it comes to um, how this can be done. And why would you consider starting then? goes back to what I talked about. By starting then, you might be able to, you know, you eliminate individuals on campus because they're already scheduled to be off campus anyway. You essentially create in a loose way, your own college bubble. Your travel is not um, what most people think it is. And it's far more confined. So you have control in in most of this. The only area you can is obviously you're going to be playing against somebody else. At that point by Thanksgiving weekend, we'll have a really good read from the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, the American, the Sun Belt, as to how it's working. There'll be 76 teams playing in FBS, 76 of them. And that will make a difference. The problem that, that's happening right now for the Big Ten is a couple of, there's a couple of 
areas that right now um, are concerning for the Big Ten in terms of, at the moment, perception. And one is this. Penn State's would have been scheduled to open the season next weekend. Right now as a society, how comfortable do we feel about seeing college football play next weekend? I'm talking about comfort level. I'll be honest with you. I think most people are comfortable right now. That's a problem. Does it it matter at the moment? No, it does not matter at the moment. And the reason it doesn't matter at the moment is they've already made the decision as to what to do. So, you know, now if you want to backtrack on that, okay, you can backtrack on that. You can. You can always change any decision you want. One of the important elements about any decision is Is it's it's okay to stay in fast because you really deeply believe in it. That's fine. It's not an easy decision. It's also okay to change your mind. Yeah, you'll get criticized by some people, but if you feel that you have more information that allows you to make what you perceive to be a better decision, then go ahead. All right. So I know we got Jim Salisbury coming up. John McClain coming up on the show. That will be Monday. John Reed is making a huge impression in the Texans camp. When they asked Bill O'Brien about which rookies, the first name he brought up was John Reed. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Jim Salisbury in a few moments and uh, the what into the decision by the Phillies yesterday. Um, to not play. Uh, and one of the areas I'm going to get into with Jim is going to be quite simple. Uh, did the uh, did the Phillies even consult with the uh, Nationals about it? Somebody said, hey, the Nationals went along with it. Okay, <laughs> what was their choice? The other teams weren't going to be out there. 
Now, everybody is going to play today. It's Jackie Robinson Day, so everybody's playing. Um, And the... uh, Yeah, we were talking about you know what the possibilities are. Now it looks like we were talking basketball early in the week that the right now the leader in the clubhouse, according to certain reports, is to start the season November twenty fifth, which would mean practice would start October fourteenth. What the schedule would look like, I don't know. Do you front load it with conference games, then mix in some non conference? Do you start with non conference games? Now they have not made a final decision on this. The, on the men, the reason the story is coming out now is the men's basketball side, including the National Association of Basketball Coaches, did have a Zoom call, conference call yesterday. The women are doing it today. Then they're going to start nulling through some of the ideas on Monday. Um. Then we go from there, with finally the. Um, the uh, decision on September 16th and the ability to tweak that decision on October 14th. The football part came out of the blue today. Nate Bauer, whom we had on in the 3.30 half hour, along with Ryan Snyder, did brilliant work uh, under uh, discussing the January schedule of the first week of January finishing up the second week in March with the Big Ten Championship game in the Rose Bowl. Then today, this came out. And I think one of the reasons this came out goes back to what I talked about earlier. And that is, well, if you're talking about January, you could actually, with everybody off campus, actually start playing Thanksgiving. It's still wintertime. It also kicks the schedule And when it ends, which would be about mm, probably, what, January 29th, somewhere around there, that would kick the ending of it five weeks, which then opens the door for you to have a full 2021 season of 12 games starting on time. It also means you could probably even have spring practice if you wanted to. 15 practices, 12 of which have pads. Now, maybe you have a different setup on that in terms of how many contact days. I don't know, but you actually could do it. There'd be certain veterans that would be doing limited work anyway. And that is... uh, That's why, what is the difference starting November 25th versus starting January 7th or 8th? Especially with the students off campus. Actually, by starting January 7th, there would be a good period of time where the students would be on campus. Okay. If you start November 25th, you spend a good chunk of the time with no other students on campus. And I know someone made the point to me, well, you know, know, would they... um, what does that mean? Uh, they'd be giving up their break. What break? 
they're on campus practicing the entire time. They get maybe a couple days off at Christmas, and then they reconvene and play a bowl game. Then they get a little bit of a break after the bowl game, but that little bit of a break is about 10 days because you have to be back on campus to start uh, spring semester classes. So, yeah, would you give that up? Sure. There's no doubt. You'd give up a little bit of time. Uh, The fall break, you already were on campus practicing anyway. You were going to have a game November 28th anyway. No issue. You may have been in the Big Ten Championship game December 3rd, so you would have been practicing. Then after maybe a little bit of time off while you're going to class, you then would start your practices for the bowl game. You know, two or three here, two or three there for a couple weeks, and then, you know, get yourself in it. A lot of them are development practices, and, you know, that's, you know, so it's not as much time as people think. Jim, welcome. Great to have you with us. How you doing, Steve? Doing very well. Thank you. Okay, so what went into this decision yesterday, and were the Nationals consulted ahead of time? They actually were not. Um, the Phillies had several players who really felt strongly that they should not play last night, and, um, uh, those players chatted with Reese Hoskins, who is their team player rep, and they had a, a team meeting at the hotel right after lunch. Uh, they had a really good chat, apparently. It was emotional, it was passionate. And, um, you know, everybody pretty much was on board, and they wanted to be unified uh, in this. And they were just, you know, on board that, you know, for one day, uh, the real world was going to take precedence over over baseball. Uh, the players feel like they have a forum and they have a voice, and, uh they just wanted to make it clear that um, um, for one day, baseball was not as important as what was happening in the real world, and they wanted to, you know, be together in, in supporting uh, the cause of, uh, you know, for racial equality or social equality, um, equality in general. And uh, their, their feeling was uh, they just want to contribute to this and uh, see if, in their little way, they can. Uh, help make the world a little bit better. Uh, obviously, very symbolic, but it was something they felt it was important to do. And um, long story short, they decided they weren't going to play. They told Joe Girardi. He told the manager of the Nationals, Dave Martinez, uh, and Martinez was uh, cool with it. The Washington Nationals had a late report time yesterday, so uh, their players learned about it when they arrived at the ballpark, and their players were on board with it as well. And you know, we saw six other teams, uh, six other games, I'm sorry, be, be postponed for the same reason. So that's kind of how it happened. And now they're back out there right now, as I speak to you, taking batting practice. It's Jackie Robinson Day. I think it's really important to get back on the field for, for, for Jackie Robinson Day. Certainly a kind of an interesting and meaningful juxtaposition of days, you know, taking the day off um, to express your beliefs and then get back on the field for Jackie Robinson Day. Right. Well, that's why I said to somebody, said they're not taking today off. Uh, yeah. You know, for for obvious reasons. George Hill led Milwaukee when the Bucks were deciding what to do. In fact, he's the one that got the ball rolling. Who was it that got the ball rolling for the Phillies? You know, Reese Hoskins is the player rep. He's a very aware guy. He's a very smart guy. Um, He's a good teammate. I think he's got. I think he's got. Uh, he's a good listener. 
So, uh, you know, I think he was in tune with what a lot of guys were thinking in that clubhouse. And uh, though no one has really put up the hand and say, said I was the leader, I think Hoskins was the chief listener. And I think uh, a lot of guys on the team take their cue from him when it comes to listening. And I believe Andrew McCutcheon was probably uh, very passionate in, uh, in his beliefs. Uh, he's a member of the Players Alliance, which was founded earlier this, this year, a group of African-American uh, Major League Baseball players. Um, you know, grouping together and uh, joining together to, to bring about change. Uh, and, um, you know, he's been outspoken ab- about it and uh, active. And I, I would think maybe Andrew had a lot to do with it. Uh, uh, but, you know, they believed it was important to do something as a group and to stay unified. And I think that can actually be a team-building moment. And I think there were more players that, that felt that way, uh, even, be- even beyond Andrew. But I, I would say he was probably the one of the leaders uh, with – with Reese Hoskins, you know, Bryce Harper's a very aware guy. Uh, I'm sure he was uh, quite involved in it as well. Right. Uh, all right, so you, you mentioned something I thought that was very important. It, it can be a, a great team-building moment because they came together uh, right. on something like that. Uh, I, think, how important, I think it could be, you know. I, yeah, I, think I agree that, with you. Yeah, I think that matters. Um, I'm one of those goofy old schoolers that, you know, believes yeah. in uh, – Chemistry and and uh, I, and, the, and the one heartbeat that we hear all the time. I know it's a cliche in all sports, but I, I do think it, it matters a little bit. No, I agree with you. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I completely agree with you. I think that you can't. This is something where it's so important that you can't be fractured on it. Mm-hmm. That you know, look, everybody's looking for support, and to have it from your own clubhouse. Is a beginning. Yeah, and you got, you know, I mean, these players were aware of um, the video with Dominic Smith of the Mets kind of talking about um, struggles that he's faced. And I think that resonated all across baseball. I know Hoskins talked about it, and he was really frank. He said, you know, these things that, you know, as a white guy, I've never been faced with. I can't even fathom. And um, so, um, you know, they're all kind of, there's that empathy for each other, empathy for teammates. And, you know, yesterday we basically saw our two rivals, and I'll, I'll tell you this, the Nationals and the Phillies have been really uh, difficult, strong rivals ever since the Nationals moved down to uh, from Montreal. And um, But yesterday they all band together as one. You know, they slug it out in the field, but they were really united in uh, in the action they took yesterday. And... Um, and then today it's back to baseball, and they're putting the tarp on the field. Batting practice is over, and these big black clouds are rolling in. So we'll see. Welcome back to baseball. <laughs> big, big, Welcome big back storm, to baseball. Big storm brewing here. I don't know what you got over there. Uh, we had big storms already here. Big storms. Okay. In fact, I, guess, I, I guess we're getting them. Well, I said to somebody, I said, look, because we have had no rain here. And I said, mm-hmm. did a water main break? <laughs> wow, that was a big storm, huh? That was a big storm. Yeah. Roll, roll uh, through. It's, uh, it's supposed to be difficult weather, bad weather tomorrow. I, already they have five double headers next month. I mean, what, a, what, an, what an incredible uh, baseball season this has been with, with all the developments, and, uh, you know, the societal um, issues, uh, obviously the COVID, rainouts, and everything else, 60 games. It's been it's been. One for the books, <laughs> Jim. You know, uh, let me ask you this about the way the game is played right now. What are the keys to analytics 
And I think analytics are an important tool. So please, I'm not. I I I think analytics is not the be all end all to me, but it's a it's an important tool. Going in mm-hmm. there without it is not smart. Right. Uh, but a key element is your bullpen. So let me ask, you know, why are why why are Major League Baseballs right in Major League Baseball? Why are so many bullpens so weak this year? <laughs> well, uh, and that's a great question. I don't know that you can give an exact answer. I think there are a lot of a lot of theories. Um, if you look in general, relievers are relievers for a reason. Uh, they don't they're not good enough to be starters, and uh, they might be good in short spurts, but they might not have the depth of pitches. You know, to go through a lineup three times, might only have two pitches, and so uh, without three or four pitches, it's tough to be a starter. You end up in the bullpen. I also believe, with the advent of analytics, um, that starting pitchers uh, are being removed from games so early, and that puts uh, you know more innings on the plate of the bullpen. And as we just said, they're they're usually not as good as the starting uh, staff. So. I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, The developing starters to go shorter amounts of time, putting more strain on the bullpen, which is typically just a weaker group of pitchers. Uh, I believe that's, you know, the issue. Um, There seems to be, you know, a lot less um, requirement on pitchers to, you know, go seven. You know, we call six innings, three runs a quality start. Um, You know, analytics has, uh, you know, brought about analysis of – the pitches, uh, pitchers, uh, stuff, quote unquote stuff, you know, spin rate, velocity. Uh, the minute it drops, the second it drops in the middle innings, um, you know, these managers are under orders to get them out of there, you know, um, uh, and then go to the bullpen. And, you know, it's, uh, there are studies that, you know, this guy can't go through a lineup three times. Uh, so we've created a bunch of pitchers that go five innings, uh, five and a third, you know, maybe get into the sixth and, Weaker units are picking up more innings, and uh, I just think that's probably the reason why we see so many, um, you know, bad bullpens. There are a lot of them right now, Jim. You and I both know it. <laughs> there are a lot of them right now. Mm-hmm. Right. There are, and uh, it's you know, you look at it's just I, I watch football, and you know, I watch a team go eighty yards down the field, and with you know, big linemen and skill position guys, and the game's decided by a 160-pound kicker. And I watched Jack Wheeler <laughs> the other, you know. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, being, um, I'm not criticized. It's just the way the game is. It just it seems a teeny bit incongruous. And then, you know, you watch Zach Wheeler last Friday night in Atlanta, uh, absolutely dazzle for seven innings, two runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. And, you know, you hand the ball to the equivalent of a 180-pound kicker, and he, you know, shanks it wide right. It's, 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 and they lose the game. Uh, it's, right. It's, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. I'd like to see the starters take that ball and plow through the seventh and eighth inning. But, you know, the money has changed a lot. Uh, it's, it's, and this is, you know, for 25 years now. But, you know, money has led to the advent of watching workloads and pitch counts and all that. And, uh, it, it's a whole different ball game, and you know, guys, they are smarter these days in injury prevention and yeah. things like that. I mean, you look at all the pitchers that you know were, were great in the minor leagues and broke down um, because maybe they did weren't protected enough. So they do a better job protecting guys these days. But it, it's built just a totally different 
dynamic in pitching, and I think that's why we see uh, bullpens the way they are. But it's just so weird that uh, on some teams that have these playoff hopes, they're letting such a weak unit decide their fate, and the Phillies are one of them. Everybody is, though. Uh, was the short – some people have said the short ramp-up has created the possibility of more injuries. Do you sense there are more injuries, or is it, or is it normal to you? I don't have any scientific data, but you know I read the transactions every day, and I you know I keep up on this stuff, and it seems like there's been a quite a bit, of, quite a few injuries, yes. So you know I, I, I do believe that you need that ramp up for life. You need that ramp up to to build toward effectiveness and gain your arm speed, and you need that ramp up to get um, you know build your durability and your endurance, and so it can really hurt performance and uh, endurance and conditioning, whatever you want to call it. So. Like I said, I don't have any data on this, but it feels like there's been, been a few more injuries. And I think, you know, you talk to well-educated baseball men, and they predicted that. And, you know, we might this might be a carryover into next year because guys haven't, pitchers haven't, maybe young pitchers especially, maybe haven't reached their innings base that they were going to use as a, as a springboard to make a, you know, 10% jump in innings next year. So I think this is something that you're going to have to really keep an eye on next year as well, the possibility that, uh, strange 2020 uh, could possibly uh, affect pitchers' health even next year. Ooh, wow. Uh, how have you felt about uh, the overall play of the team over the last, uh, since they've come back from what had been a designated pause for them? How have they played? The Phillies has been very inconsistent. Uh, good offense, you know, right up at the top uh, in a lot of categories, you know, top three or four in a lot of categories important categories, you know, runs per game, uh, on base percentage, batting average, uh, even beyond that, some of the uh, other metrics. But uh, uh, starting pitching, pretty, you know, very good at the top, really good at the top, and Nola and uh, Wheeler. A um, little bit of a drop-off after that, but, you know, you get, they've done okay in the middle. Uh, Bill Penn's a big problem. It's really the worst in baseball. Um, you know, they gave away a game in Atlanta last week. Uh, they gave away a game in Boston uh, the week, uh, a couple days before that. So the bullpen's been a very big problem. They've augmented it with three players last week in a trade. I think they're still looking. Um, one thing we know about bullpens, it can be very volatile, up one week, down the next. They need them to go on kind of a four-week upsurge here uh, to see what will happen. The bullpen's really held them back. But they have managed uh, to win three in a row here. Uh, they're on their way to blowing a save Sunday night in Atlanta, and they made a tremendous defensive play. Roman Quinn cut down a ball at the gap, made a great yes. relay throw to Gregorius over to Andrew Knapp at the plate, and uh, that that saved a game. They were they were going to lose that game, and all of a sudden yep. now that that becomes a win, an emotional uh, win, and a momentum building win. Uh, they've won three in a row coming into an important series against Atlanta. They're four behind Atlanta, and uh, in, and they're in third place. So. This is a huge series this weekend, um, and they started off on a really good note with Zach Wheeler on the mound tonight. But it is absolutely pouring cats and dogs here now. So, yeah. uh, but I was looking at the radar; it looks like it's going to clear up. They better get this one in because tomorrow looks pretty bad as well. <laughs> oh, you can't make this up, Jim. You can't make this up. Already got five doubleheaders next month, so you can't really forward another one and you don't see the Braves after Sunday so I would imagine they'd have to play it on Sunday we'll see yeah that's true that is true hey absolute pleasure thanks so much for your time really appreciate it a lot especially the great information my pleasure Steve have a great night you too (laughs) 
Oh, it's raining there. Oh. Well, double, but you know what? I I can't complain about the rain. I mean, my lawn is looking at me and it's screaming. Please pour. We will uh, come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, here on News Radio. 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage ladies and gentlemen the king has arrived hello how are you i'm well how are you thanks for caring well. oh. yes oh no i always care <laughs> yeah. i mean Man, i what? just made it I mean, Newington, Connecticut at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Matt cares. I care. And you know who. And you know who doesn't know anybody else exists, so doesn't care. (laughs) 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 I care about Marco Andretti. (laughs) How's it going in Pennsylvania? We're good. We're all good. We are good. Yeah, but we're all good. We're just waiting to see what they decide to do. The latest is maybe Thanksgiving weekend to start football. So we'll see. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> we, 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 play, we play the waiting game. In fact, uh, You think there's like, still a chance they'll play? Well, Thanksgiving weekend would make some sense because the students leave campus here the Friday before. So now you're, you're into sort of a bubble for the next few weeks. So I don't know. I, I, I just... Jack Ham and I talked about it today, and we're we both feel the next athletic event that we're participating in will be the golf match we've got in a week and a half. <laughs> well, I we live obviously we live right a half a mile from the Yukon campus, and I mean where we live had like ten cases the entire pandemic, and now Yukon yeah. I don't that every day there's ten more. Now that the students are back, so right. you know it's a new dynamic when the students come back, and you got to see what happens. So and I know Alabama. I think I read today they've got like 500 cases or something. So I don't. Well, you know, the, the, they're, they're, the athletes they're... haven't been around these other guys, so that just right. it changes things. So well, that's why I mentioned the students would be leaving this campus November 20th. Yeah. So they would essentially would be in a bubble for seven weeks without the yep. other students on campus. So that's all right. So let's get to some trivia here. I will get rolling first. What was the original name of the Milwaukee Brewers? I'm typing. No. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's just so low. That is so oh, low. I wouldn't do that. I do have the I'm computer not... right in front of me. Me too, yeah, and I just let it go. 
Uh, I'll say the Braves. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's a good, a good answer. Um, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks. The, uh, the, of course, the Braves moved to Atlanta. The original nickname of the Milwaukee Brewers was the Seattle Pilots. Wow. All right. Now, I, I was going to say that. <laughs> Jim, you mentioned Jim Bouton the other week. <laughs> well, he was, he was with the Seattle Pilots. Yeah, there you go. That was close. Oh, who's well, up? Well, I got another baseball question here. In May 2001, a member of the Cubs was intentionally walked a record five times by the Reds in an effort to break their record share by Roger Maris and Gary Templeton. Who was that player who was intentionally walked five times by the Cubs? I'll say Andre Dawson. I was going to say that, too. Andre Absolutely. Dawson is correct. Yeah, I honestly got I was going to say him. So, good. That's a good question, too. We got good questions. What city did the Washington Redskins originally play? Boston. Yeah, I was going to say Boston, too. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. Correct. Man, we're getting really, like, smart. The Rose Bowl has always been played in Pasadena except for one year. Where was it played? San Diego. Um. Um. Oakland. San Francisco. Durham, North Carolina on the campus of Duke during World War II. How about that? Wow. We were close, Matt. (laughs) We were only a log airplane away. You you just missed by one coast. (laughs) Yeah. 3,000 miles, yeah. Uh, Back in the day, who was ESPN college football analyst Lee Corso's roommate at Florida State? Brent Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess that was a layup. Burt Reynolds is correct. <laughs> we asked that. I asked that one a couple, couple months ago. So. But I wouldn't have got it right today. So, anyway, my memory's going. What's that mean? It's like the third thing good. that's gone. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, pick <laughs> question by the toe. The Miami Dolphins had the first undefeated season in NFL history. In 1985, which undefeated team did they beat to make sure their legacy remained? Chicago Bears, Monday Night Football. I would say the Bears, too, considering their 85 defense. Jeez. I would never get these right. Yeah. Ding, 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 dong. Good, good job. <laughs> Very impressive. Wow. All right. Uh, where did the New York Yankees franchise originate? <laughs> I think you've asked this before. <laughs> I know I have. But I want to see I want to see if the two Yankee fans were paying attention. Oh, jeez. I oh, got us again. Oh, this is bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Staten Island. 
Um, I'm going to say... Island? I'm going to say Baltimore. Yes! Oh, all right, there he, we go. He got it! <laughs> I only took a stab because, of course, the Staten Island Yankees are they're, uh, one of their A affiliates. I, I've done games at Staten Island. <laughs> all right, so this question here, I'm going to start a series of these questions just because I've somehow have this crazy talent of knowing all the Super Bowl halftime shows of since I was since I've been alive. So, oh, so, so here we go. Who was last year's halftime show? Last Jennifer, year. Lop- Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Yes, correct. Oh, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira and J Lo. Yep. Uh, All right, you guys. Shakira was won. awesome. J Lo covered Shakira. Oh my God! I just I sat didn't there. Even huh? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that woman can move her hips. Holy crap! Yeah, that was on Twitter pretty fast. Uh, very pretty woman. There you the have Tennessee it. Tennessee Titans played in which city for one season before making up their permanent residence in Nashville? Memphis, Liberty Bowl. Jeez. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Matt. <laughs> hey, I did pretty good today. I'm proud of myself. You did very good. Steve, you got every question right. Matt got every question right. Oh, I got one. Baltimore. Be, be proud. Be proud. <laughs> the New York you Islanders before, and I was going to my memory, and I was and, um, <laughs> Baltimore. This one, Baltimore. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. See. Had you Great not job, asked guys. it before, I would Thank not you. have got it right. <laughs> oh. All right. See you, King. Have a great week, guys. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. Today's show has been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury.